Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Live reaction. Alex just finding out Westbrook has been traded. The Los Angeles Lakers are finalizing a deal to acquire D'Angelo Russell from the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz. Lakers are sending Russell Westbrook and lightly lightly protected whatever the fuck that means. 2027 first round pick to the Jazz and Mike Conley and others to the Timberwolves. I love Mike Conley. Okay. Now now go to Balsack Sports <laughs> Twitter because they tweeted the best tweet ever. Bro. Balsack hey, bro. Sports is great. Low key. They Lakers, almost got they... me the other day. Yeah, they, they got me a couple times, bro. Where I might work, just kind of skip me through it. Ball sack sports. We got a fucking squad now. <laughs> Should the Lakers retire Westbrook's jersey? That was my favorite That's one. Hilarious. Lakers kind of, they kind of, they 100% won this. They got D'Lo, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt? Yeah. Damn. No. They, robbed, they robbed them fools, bro. So, after all the time of, like, Westbrook sucking with them, would you say, and like the fact that Rob Plinka never pulled out, pulled off a trade, would you say that this trade was worth waiting all that time for? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially not getting really? Kyrie. Not getting Kyrie and getting this. You, you, you make good moves all around and you don't give up as much as you would have for Kyrie. Yeah. Cause now you get Malik Beasley. He's, he's a solid guard. He could, if he wants to, he, he could pop off. Vanderbilt's a solid forward. Big man mm-hmm. adds a little depth. You get you get your starting your starting point guard and D'Lo, and then uh, a couple other pieces add some depth to that squad. And yeah, man, that's pretty solid if you ask me. Solid trade. Yeah, I'm trying to see Jared Vanderbilt. I remember watching him in college. I'm trying to see when he was drafted. He was drafted in 2018. Oh, he's a second round. He's a 41st pick. Maybe I don't remember. He did play for oh Kentucky. He played for Kentucky. I feel like I remember him. Yeah. I hey good good for uh, good for LeBron man. I mean, L. Uh, is there not? Is there? I, it's been what a week and a half since I've been on. So I'm I'm very happy to be back. And God, do I have enough to say, dude? So David, hey, you're, you're, way, you're, you're 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 our guest. You're I'm a guest, guest on your you're the guest on your own podcast. Know, but we also dude. have Brett, the uh Brett's best bets on here betting as well. Guru, Brett, bro. Betting guru with college football. Apparently a uh, national football league. He he doesn't thrive as much. It's his words, not not mine. I'm I'm just saying what he said last time. Uh I was I was asking earlier, Brett, I don't know if you're you're probably fixing your audio and stuff. Do you follow basketball as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks, David. Happy to be on. I, I just, just to be clear, I, I I like to think of myself as as knowledgeable about all sports. I just would say, <laughs> me too, Brett. Like, me too. The only profitable, <laughs> you know, the only profitable long term sport that I've been able to successfully navigate has been college football. But I can talk basketball, NFL, with you know, golf especially. Take it back. We're, up i'm now an expert in after a great world cup so, I, was, uh, I was telling alejandro because alejandro was like 
Of course, he probably knows basketball. I was like, I don't know, bro. Brett might already be on the 2023 college football scouting report. Like, he might be like studying up the transfer portal and whatnot. What, what the moves are made. Maybe he doesn't have time to follow basketball because, like, next thing you know, it's going to be August and he, he needs to have them bets ready. He needs to have them scouting reports ready to go. There's a good question in there, though. Like, do you like take an off season when it comes to betting? Like, how does that work? No, I, that's that's a that's a great question. So you know, it, it, technically, I, I I'm kind of you know when college football wraps up, I'm in my 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 off season, but I still I still kind of of bet year round, just not as like intensely or as often. It's almost like you know you can't really you know think of it like this: once you like run a race, right? Like as soon as you cross the finish line, it's not healthy to just like fall down on the ground. Yeah. Like it's stand, put your hands on your head. You know, that's kind of how I view the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. I'll still bet NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. So it's like I'm not really focused on it six, seven days a week. I'm really just tuning in like Friday afternoon or something, might read something and then put in a bet before the playoff games on Saturday and Sunday. And so I really haven't done as much, uh, you know, maybe when the the lines first come out. Like I already got a couple things in on the Super Bowl once the lines came out. Kind of, we'll get to that later. But I've taken a couple props already. Still, kind of a work in progress throughout the week. So um, to follow your analogy, though, like when you finish the race, yeah. you put the hands on your head. Like that's you this period of time right now. When do you start like training for the next race, so to speak? Like, do yeah. you follow the way, like the transfers and all that? Like, is that like it, I, like live? Like, I, you know, I know, I know who like the coordinator hires are recently. You know, like Saban. He travels to all the spring games, bro. He's ready, dude. <laughs> and the good old Kevin Steele, who I remember from his LSU days as defensive coordinator. He's now at Alabama. Some some questionable coordinator hires. As an LSU fan, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I, I don't think it's going to go too well for Bama, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so I'll follow that. I'll look at the you know recruiting rankings. and I might watch a couple of spring games in like March and April, but for the most part, I really just focus like kind of on the other sports and, and really just take kind of an off season. And then first, you know, basically end of July when, when Phil Steele's college football preview hits to print, that's when I kind of start running with everything at the end of July and August in preparation. Um, so right now, basically looking at NFL playoffs, February is always the lull, the, the biggest lull for me because it's really just the Super Bowl. And then with all with, uh, the free play that I accumulate throughout the season, um, or, you know, some of the money that I've made throughout the season, I'll start betting. Uh, I'll do March Madness. Love the preview. I, I like, I, I kind of follow college basketball. It's more like two weeks before the tournament. I'll kind of like start reading a couple art- articles. Then I try to watch as many like conference basketball tournament games as possible to see how the form is. And then after that, then I'll just read more and then kind of, you know, get in my head of what the picture of March Madness is. And I think this year is going to be insane with the amount of upsets that have been happening. I think like the bracket could just be crazy this year. So I, I can't wait for that. And then as far as NBA, like I'll just bet NFL, uh, NBA playoffs. And then, you know, every once in a while I'll bet, uh, I'll bet some, some golf game. Like I'll, I might put a little bit on a couple golfers for uh, the waste management Phoenix open tonight. Like they, they nice. start tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So. Love that. Who's your favorite to win the waste management? I think there's value twenty fee now. Honestly, I think he's like sixteen to one, eighteen to one. Um, yeah. To me, like I, I don't bet as much on like to win 
the and we'll we'll get it because I I shell out a lot of money for like the big tournaments. Like I'll I'll do the players and the majors and maybe like I don't know the memorial or something. I prefer the head to heads or the three or the group of threes. It's basically you just bet one on one golfer to beat another golfer for a single round or yeah. for the whole. Or I'll bet like golfers to get like top ten, or I'll bet like one golfer out of the group of three to have like the best day, stuff like that. Because you can get kind of close to better odds. Like the long shots are like who wins a tournament. Like you know, it, it, for me, I prefer to do the Calcuttas for like who's going to win a tournament because like, you know, I, I don't really know who's going to win. Uh, you know that there's so many different factors and variables into who's going to win. But it's a little I bit. Picked, David, who did I pick this year? It was the British Open. I picked Cam Smith to win it, and David asked me for betting advice. On golf, I was like, Cam Smith's gonna win this tournament. And he was like, No way. And then he won the tournament. I was like, That's I think the it was only one of the advice I've ever given about golf was I was like, This I, guy's gonna win. Wasn't it one of the majors? It was a major, yeah. It was the British Open. Yeah. Oh, okay. The 150th. I had a, a good a good chunk of change on Rory McElroy and felt oh dude, why good about it until he I mean, he hit all 18 greens in the final round and lost. I mean, that's just insane. He literally couldn't buy a putt. Yeah, the Cam Smith made that like 40 foot putt on 16 yeah. and that was that, that's when I was like I'm a genius, dude. I know this. So, basketball-wise, dude, I I feel like we have to do this, David. We have to talk about him. Bro, I wish I I wish I had money. I had money in my DraftKings account cuz I would have put all of it on LeBron hitting the 36 points last night. Like, Bro, it was going so to happen. in the group chat. What are you talking about? You were texting, like, I might go to bed. I don't know if he's going to do it. He better do it. I knew like, he was going to do it, bro. Did you see what he showed up in? Did bro, you see the looks, suit he showed oh, up in, bro? Oh, oh, I put it on my Instagram story, dude. He looked just like a king. He is rolling up in that all black with that huge chain. Puts the fucking headband on, like, this is that I I would pay a lot headphones. of money to be right there. Yeah, the headphones, dude. Thirty eight thousand three hundred thirty eight, whatever. Dude, yeah, he was taking it. There's no doubt. That Jay Z, Denzel, Shannon Sharp got the kids Bad there. Bunny. Savannah James, Bad Bunny, dude. Come on, dude. I don't know. I don't. I I didn't even want to look at what the odds were because I'm like, if it's anywhere in the plus, I was like, bro, I, I would have just like. Was. So it's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to the, the Rich Gambling Show Tuesday morning, and they were talking about it. And they're like, is he going to break it tonight, or is he going to wait to break it against the Bucks on Thursday on TNT? And originally it was like the Bucks was like minus 300, and the, the Tuesday night was like, I don't know, against the Thunder was like plus 200. And then as like the day went on, and it was, as like the days gone by, they said that the line was dropping. So someone must have known that he was really trying to gun for it last night. I wish I would have known that he had that. I don't know if y'all saw he had like an after party at a club. I wish I would have known that he already had the after party book. <laughs> no way that he's not hitting that. Like, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, like, Lakers are trash, right? Like, their season, it doesn't really matter. It's the NBA regular season. Who cares if they win or lose one game? You know he's just going to be a ball hog and try to attempt as many shots as possible. Like, he doesn't want to hit the, the scoring record in the first quarter. Like, of course he wants to have it on like a 38-point or 40 or whatever point night you know yeah so. but he the thing i mean back to your ball hog thing i mean or the the take a ton of shots i think he was nine of 17 at one point when he broke the record and he had gone to the free throw line made eight made a couple threes i mean he was like pretty he was efficient driving. he was pretty yeah, efficient dude, dude that was the like i always say this about lebron if you're actually like paying attention to him scoring like those 38 points were just it, it, it didn't 
yeah, it was a quiet 38 points. It didn't feel like he really, you know, if, if it was a Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or someone with 38 points, you'd be like, oh, shit, bang, oh, from three, bang. Like, it didn't really feel like that with LeBron. It just, like, it was he like, okay. Down, little spin, couple spins, and just <laughs> over the, his head. The way he was talking to, to Bronny about it, it was like, 16, 8 in each quarter. You think I should go for it? Like, it's so nonchalant. Like, I could just go for 16 whenever the fuck I want to. I, well, I didn't really like all the all the things with like the kids. I like that they recorded a lot of that shit because it's. Yeah. I mean, that shows like him being a father. Man, you Dude, could tell I, he's a badass father, bro. I loved I loved the promos they've been running for him. Yeah, all week where he's like, I've reached the point where my game has improved. Where I just feel like I can do whatever I want. And I'm sitting there like, you literally could do whatever the fuck you wanted on the basketball court. Like you're, he's so big, he's so athletic, and he's so just talented in every facet of his game. He truly can do whatever he wants, which. To be a part of a group of individuals in the NBA where you are the top, top. I mean, if you're not, you're playing in China or in a different country or something like that, or France or whatever. And to be in that league and do whatever you want, bro, I'm, I'm here to say, man, I've been on the Michael Jordan train forever, and I'm serious about this. I literally have, but it, it's, it's truly undeniable at this point, man. And I said this like, I don't know, six months ago, David, on the podcast where I was like, it's going to reach a point where I'm just going to have to say that LeBron James is truly the greatest basketball player to ever step on a court, dude. It is undeniable at this point. There is nobody that can play, has played for as long and been as good. You were just talking, he's 38 years old and he put up 40 last night like it was nothing. And it wasn't like he was shooting like Kobe with 60 shots. Like he was efficient and he dominated. The only, he... He could win the MVP every single fucking year if he wanted to. He truly could. He was in the scoring title race last year at 37 years old. What was it, like 36 points or whatever, 35 points he was averaging? It was stupid. I mean, this guy, it's its crazy if you think Michael Jordan's better at this point. The six rings, I get it, the undefeated, but the fact that he's 38 years old and still dropping 40 is nobody will ever do that again, dude. It will take a modern medicine miracle <laughs> For people to be that athletic at that age, it's I, I can't, dude. He's the greatest, man. I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had to say it. You've been calling it for years, David. It just took me enough time. I legitimately thought he was going to fall off two years ago. Like I legitimately believed it. I didn't think it was possible for him to keep playing at the pace he's playing at. But it's I, I don't see. And they were talking about yesterday. I don't see how he couldn't play another four or five years. If he's he gonna play injured. with his son. He's gonna play with the son, bro. He's playing with Bronny. But it's, not one year, dude. Like he has the ability, if he's not injured, to play multiple years with his son. That's how good he is. Dude, he had a kid. His kid is gonna be in the fucking league and he's gonna play with that kid. And he's still averaging 30. Who does that? Nobody, dude. Nobody. Right? Are you an MJ guy or are you a LeBron guy? Man, I'm 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 glad I came on this uh, episode. I, I wasn't expecting this conversation. We, we talk about it with uh, my friends a lot. I feel like it's one of the most like you know common debates. You know, personally to me, like I, I just think like LeBron's like a better basketball player. So I, I'm gonna say he's the best basketball player of all time. And for me, it's kind of you know I, I like I can kind of get both sides of the arguments as far as like greatest because you go into a lot of different things with like impact and you look at like championships, you look at efficiency, like MJ has like more points per game average than LeBron. He's six and zero in finals. MJ also had Scotty Pippen, which LeBron's never had like a consistent 
like, you know, got number two. And Scottie Pippen, in my opinion, is like super underrated. LeBron's also played in a way harder era uh, than. Um, wow. No, you don't I hear that too that. often. No, I agree with that primarily because the skill level of the players today are way better than they were in the 80s and 90s. That's undeniable, dude. <laughs> This Medicine, is training. Everything has come along. Physical way. doesn't mean it was better back then. There's a yeah. big difference between physical and like better. I mean, it's yeah. basketball. It's not like boxing. Yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. That's why. That's why I love when like JJ Reddick goes on first take because everything he spits is just facts. That's exactly what he said earlier. It's just like, yeah, it was more physical, but guess what? Before back in the day, you couldn't have a man. You have you had to be man on ma- man to man. Or was an illegal defense. You can't have like nowadays. You know, you usually have that big man kind of creeping. If like LeBron to to stop the LeBron drive to help out, they couldn't do that back in the day. So you got to clear. If you got through past your man, boom, clear clear way to the to the rim because everybody had to stay man to man. I mean, the hand check, dude. They act like LeBron is not six nine two sixty, bro. What the hell, bro? I hate when like these guys get on these these uh shows and like well you know during that era is a much more physical era blah 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 i'm like lebron is six nine two sixty it doesn't they they weren't going to be more physical than him it doesn't even matter it wouldn't have deterred him no it wouldn't have because he would he would have been bigger than all of those all of them all of them there is nobody that can play all five positions as well and as proficient as he can. And he could do it in any fucking era. It doesn't matter. You're telling me he can't guard Bill Lambeer? Come on, bro. Come on. He could pick up Bill Lambeer with his pinky. He really could. He is so strong and so huge, dude. This I, I agree with you. The idea that he couldn't play in the physical era is, is insane. Could he play Ludicrous. in the physical era? At the pace he's playing at for as long as he's playing at, no way, no way. You last twenty years in that era, but that's even then, bro, dude. That that's the thing. They think like LeBron because he takes advantage of today's rules. That if you put him in the nineties, he's just gonna flop around and cry. No, bro, he would be the one bullying everybody. What you mean, bro? He would drive to the rim, and defenders wouldn't want to go in front of him because. This man's 260, 260, 280, bro. Pure muscle. Pure muscle, dude. He he is it's it's incredible, man. Like you look at him and he's just like it, it, he's better than he was five years ago. I mean, I, he's legitimately better. He's gotten better. It's crazy. I, I like what Brian Winhorse said earlier. He said from 91 to 98, in that six, seven year span. Nobody in a seven year span, nobody has dominated the league like Michael Jordan. But nobody has done for 20 years what LeBron has done consistently dominating, consistently being great for that long of a span. And the thing is, it's crazy to think that this kid, 18 years old, 17 years old, he was 16, like 16, 17 years old. His stuff was on ESPN. They're crowning him the chosen one. I'm talking about probably the highest expectations you can give a teenager. And somehow he exceeded those expectations. 
And the worst thing you could say about this guy is two things. One, he said the F-bomb last night. Bro, that oh, was legendary. Oh, oh. And two is the, the decision. Those are the worst things he's ever done in his career. I mean, the decision was like a PR move that even he says it was a bad decision at the point or at the time. But like, I don't even think it was a bad decision because it started, it sparked this whole player power movement that so I mean he started that with that with that event. So do I really regret him doing that event? I think it was kind of silly at the time because it's like nobody did that. And the in the setting for it and the way it all went, it was just it was kind of silly, but it was the first one. He was the first to do that. And so where's your where's your precedent, man? You don't you have no guide on this. You just do it. And that's what he's done, man. I mean, he's you said it yesterday in the group text, man. There's nobody that's been on and off the court, just an incredible role model and just idol for so many people that has like no flaws. Like he's not cheating on his wife. His kids are happy. He motivates them. He spends every waking hour he can with his family. You don't see him at the club. I mean, when have you ever seen a photo of LeBron at the club? You don't. Last night. <laughs> last night. Well, last night. Sure, when he's celebrating, he scored 38,000 fucking points. So, yeah, I'd be at the club, too. But, like, you don't. There, will, there, won't ever, there won't ever be an athlete like LeBron James. And when I say that, I mean just the accolades and the, um, as I mentioned, as a teenager coming in with those expectations like you i i think i feel like a lot he's compared with tom brady right now this generation but the thing is tom brady didn't he's a six round pick tom brady didn't come in with the whole nba on his back like he didn't have any expectations he didn't have any expectations nobody expected anything out of brady so greatest coach ever so i i think even that is just because everybody that comes into any sport with those kind of high expectations, they, they bust. I mean, they bust out pretty badly. There's a huge list of them. Yeah, dude. Huge list. And it's, it's not even close. It's not even like, Oh, they had a decently good career. And then like, no, nah, they just, they just straight up like that. They just <laughs> Ryan leaf that bitch. Like yeah. or, <laughs> uh, just, what's, what's the Raiders quarterback that they made the 30 for 30 on him. And he was, his dad made him crawl on the field, and he was God. What was that guy's name? He had like some. It wasn't Jamarcus Rose. No, it was white dude. He his dad was a football strength and conditioning coach at like Army or something. God, what was his name? He played quarterback. It was a first round pick. Yeah, he he had like a huge expectations, huge dude. Because his dad Stidham? was no. <laughs> but then he but then Start he flamed out, and he he got hooked on drugs, and he flamed out. Odd, so, huh? Todd Marvin, uh, Marjanovic, yeah. yeah Marjanovic. Todd Marjanovic, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that man. He's an old player. There's 30 for 30 on him. It's pretty good, but he was oh, highly talented. Uh, wait, what? The 80s? Yeah, 80s. That sounds right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah so, he was born 69. My bad. Yeah, so he's an older player, but kind of the same idea as like dad and everything. I mean, all the pressure, and then he failed because any normal human being would. With that, with that amount of pressure, I mean, nobody can operate like that. Without an outlet to de-stress, you're not going to drink or do drugs or go chase women or nothing like, no negative stimuli, uh, stimulus, nothing, dude. Just ball. That's all he did. And family, man. That's that's cool. 
That, that's cool, dude. That's a great role model. Because he is, he is, LeBron has the full potential to go out and do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, he could go be with anybody. He could go anywhere he wants. He could go do anything he wants. He could go be on a stage with Drake if he wanted to. We've seen the way Beyonce looks at him. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I thought that was Rihanna. Rihanna, the same way, probably. Whichever right? one. Or is that Rihanna with Steph Curry? I think oh, that's Steph Rihanna. Curry. That's and Steph Curry. Beyonce with LeBron. I think it's Beyonce okay. with LeBron and Rihanna Steph Curry. So, I mean, but there's just, there's never going to be anybody greater, dude. At least for what I can see, he's the greatest basketball player ever, man. I just wanted to admit that to you, David. You were right. Because the rest of the show is going to be about me and this hat right here. I mean, it's just, it, like you said, it's just once the accolades just keep, the records keep getting broken, this, this and that, it's just, eventually it's, it's a hard thing to deny, especially when you thought two years ago when he was 36, all right, here's the decline. Exactly. Like I thought, I was and, like, okay, he's done. He has to be. And he's 38, averaging 30 points a game. And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> what? What's going on here? And, you know, I hate when people bring up those uh, finals, the finals record, four and six. I mean, this dude, you got to give some context to that, bro. This dude, first of all, how many was it? Nine straight finals? I think I went through high school and college and a little after college seeing LeBron in the finals every year. Every year. And he's still every doing year. And he's still going strong at 38. Every year, dude, for a decade, he's playing till June. Nobody can do that. And if you could list all the players he played with, there's not, like, like Brett was saying, there's not a Scottie Pippen. I mean, there's a Kyrie, there's a Dwayne Wade, sure, but there's not a Scottie Pippen for 10 years in a row and all the different, I mean, we watched The Last Dance and the pieces they put around Jordan. I mean, LeBron has been lucky. A couple times with some good teammates, but I mean, we remember J.R. Smith and that 60 point game he had. And you know what I hate? I hate these uh, old timers and their. I feel like everybody, all those old timers that like big MJ guys, they kind of just, you know, erased all the, the negatives. Everything is just like he didn't do anything wrong. So earlier, Stephen A. Smith, Mad Dog were like, the only reason I can't put LeBron over MJ is because I've never looked at MJ and been like, you didn't do enough for your team to win. You're the reason why your team didn't win. Whereas LeBron, they could do that. They could be like, you didn't do enough for your team to win. You're the reason why your team didn't win. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I mean, we talk about recency bias. Uh, is there, I mean... I feel like that could go the other way too. Like you haven't watched Michael Jordan play in like 20 plus years. So you're just remembering the good shit. And I, I mean, you can't sit there and not, they act like those six years, he only played those six years, only won those six finals and dipped. That's it. Dude, he's got, I mean, I'm like, what, what about, what about, what about those times he lost in the playoffs? Was he not the reason they lost? Dude, I don't even care because it's like LeBron has every single fucking record, dude. Like every one of them, basically. Most points, most consecutive games scoring, most consecutive games scoring at least 10 points. He's done 
1,067 games in a row that he's scored at least 10 points, brother. That's ludicrous. He's got the most points in playoff history, most field goals made, most free throws made, most steals, most minutes played, most games played. He's played 266 games in the playoffs. That's crazy. And then you start talking about uh, talking about who who's the the bet who's the greatest scorer. Oh, it's Michael Jordan. Oh, it's Kareem. And then finally, consecutive double digit scoring games. And that, another reason why most I love JJ. Being, sorry, most times being conference player of the week, sixty four times. Conference player of the month, forty six times. He's been the best what? player in the conference for forty six months. What, what's his uh, what's his career war stat? Uh, is Vorp. <laughs> Vorp's that value over replacement player is 129.79, which is first place, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously Stephen A, Mad Dog. Oh, MJ's the best scorer ever. I mean, whatever, Kareem. This is why I love JJ Reddick. He had to come in there. Dude, this man has the most points of all time. How is he not the greatest scorer? Oh, MJ has that. He just had that assassin. He was an assassin. Assassin. That's all you fucking hear. Oh, he's an assassin. Oh, he's an assassin. Okay. Yes. He he had this like mantra that nobody else really, other than Kobe Bryant, just him and Kobe Bryant had that. But does LeBron really need to be? I mean, does he really need to be all intense like that? I mean, do we not remember? Game six, Boston. What was it? Twenty thirteen. Is that is not? Cool. Is that not Wait, an assassin? Here we go. Playoffs, dude. He is the most in every single one of the stats. He's number one in all of these stats. Mo- and this is all playoffs, all time po- points, wins, games, minutes, field goals made, attempted, missed, three points attempted, free throws made, free throws attempted, steals, turnovers. He's the first and currently only player. To win in NBA history, Finals MVP with three different franchises, and one of only two players in the NBA to win at least one Finals MVP with the Eastern Conference and a Western Conference team. So he's won Finals MVP in both conferences, and he's the only player to do it with three different franchises. And then you go to career, and it's another list, just laundry list of most this, most that, most this points, assists. It, there's nothing, dude. Like I don't give a shit about the amount of points per game because. If you look at it, I was listening to JJ the other day or earlier today where he said Michael Jordan's like 30.7 or something in points per game and LeBron's like 28.9. Like it's like yeah. there's like a there's like a 1.5 or 1.7 point difference, two point difference between the two of them, but he's got like 10,000 more points than Michael Jordan, dude. Like what are you talking about? And not only that, he's number 4 in assists all time, if I'm correct, 4 or 5. He's it's fourth. Just, it, it's just silly at this point, dude. Like last night, it was that moment where I was so happy for him. And I just realized it's silly to think that Michael Jordan is better than this guy. If you're drafting player to start a franchise, you draft fucking LeBron James because he's going to be there for 20 years and put up 30 points every year. That's a, that's a foundational piece. I'm interested because Alejandro is really quiet over there. And I know A, Lakers guy, but also B, He's an MJ guy. So, what, what, what you got, Alejandro? What, what, what'd you think? What are your thoughts? I don't know. The scoring title doesn't change the. If he wins another chip, maybe it just doesn't change it for me. 
but like I don't, I don't get it. Like, like the chip factor of it. Okay, is, well, a, I'm gonna say it's a team stat, but it is predicated on the team and the situation. Like everybody will always credit like there's a little bit of luck in winning a championship. Like there just is, whether I mean, it be yeah. injury or the team constructed or the team you're playing. So I, I mean, he has four. And MJ yeah. had six. Like you remember, whenever they're like, "Hey, LeBron, hey, LeBron, are you gonna cry when you win the the scoring title?" And he's just like, man, I don't give a fuck about the scoring title. I'm going to cry if I win a chip. Because it's like the scoring title. I mean, yeah, he's the most athletic and he's the most, like, most durable because he's been playing for so fucking long. It's no, like this with- no, no, no. Say it like it is. He scored the most amount of points that any player has ever scored on a basketball court. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also played a lot of fucking games. It's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady has a lot of fucking accolades and and first and a lot of things because he's played well for so long and you just can't be six and oh bro like six championships in basketball is insane i just don't get how you has four yeah he's four so you tell me if he wins two more than one with three different franchises so he michael jordan whenever you're the gm jerry Krause, and you get a foundational piece like michael jordan it's like great this guy's not going to leave. Let me just build around him and keep adding to this team. And Jerry Krause does not get enough credit for how good of a team he constructed, dude. And 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 yeah. Phil Jackson, you kidding me? You give LeBron Phil Jackson, you think he's not winning six rings? Come on. Come on. He went to three different fucking franchises what, what, and what, won a chip. What I'm kind of curious of, if he only, let's say those four that he won, would it, would it be different if he only went to those four and won those four and he's four and oh in the finals? Is that good question? I mean, is that no. a different narrative? Like, yeah, completely. No, no, that's a good point because that's my main argument when I actually talk about LeBron and why people discredit. So, LeBron James won four and he got second place six times. How many times did MJ get second place or like fifth place? Like, you know, I hate when people use LeBron's finals losses against him. They act like, oh, it's like it's almost it's like my question is like, so would you have rather him lost in the conference championship? His legacy would be better if he had four. No. So you're telling me if he had lost six conference championship series, you're saying that his legacy would be better. Like he's been to the finals 10 times. And like Alex brought up some great points. Like we didn't have Phil Jackson. I mean, if you look at the 2007 Cavs team. Like, I don't know if you've played that game before, but, like, can you name people on the 2007? Like, Zydrunas Ilgaskus was, like, the best player. Yeah. On Anderson Vergeau, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, he literally took garbage bin to the NBA Finals. Like, no, that that one was probably the most impressive one because, I mean, D-Wade and Bosh, we, we can't just, disc- I mean, of course, Pippen and, you know, but D-Wade and Bosh are no fucking bums, bro. That team was pretty fucking stacked. Well, but, so- okay, before you go, Brett, I would say the one loss you can really like just truly knock is the Dallas one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would but- say if you really want to, when they lost to San Antonio, but I feel like where you said Bosch and Wade, Wade was like on one knee pretty much, and Bosch was a non like he, the names were there, but LeBron really in that series didn't have the help that he had. The previous years from those two guys i i will say this i think the mavs performance has the biggest the single biggest if you can point to one moment that hurts lebron's career the most it's got to be the performance against the mavericks but if you look at the grand scheme of all of lebron's finals appearances and mj's finals appearances it's not even close 
that the best performance was beating a 72-win Warriors team basically by yourself with Kyrie Irving coming da- back from down 3-1. to one. That's better than anything MJ did. Hey, bro, people need to realize now that Kyrie's really out there and, you know, talking a lot and stuff, people see Kyrie. Talking a lot. Hey, he... LeBron, he that, LeBron had that shit shut down when he was in, in Cleveland, bro. So, I mean, people need to give LeBron a little bit of credit there. Yeah, you opened um, Pandora's box already. <laughs> but Ky- one, Kyrie left. Like Brady, he makes the people around him better. All the players are better. Like when LeBron was in his prime and when LeBron was playing well, the players played better. He says, he, he says it himself that he's a passer first. His most iconic moment in basketball was a block. Like, it wasn't even a dagger three-pointer. It was literally the block on, I think it was Iguodala. So, you know, like, it's a very well-rounded game. I understand the aura of of Michael Jordan and the global outreach. And, you know, I think someone – I think I saw on Twitter somewhere that, like, LeBron's son was actually wearing, like, Jordans to the game last night (laughs) to see his record So like as, like, a troll and stuff. So, like, to me, like, I see the argument of both sides. Not that we have to get into the argument, but I prefer – to save my energy for the Tiger Jack Nicholas debate, because uh, mm. I will I will debate till I'm blue in the face that Tiger, Tiger Jack. Who do you take? Oh my God, Tiger! I, we, I don't even we don't have enough time in this podcast for me to explain. Well, which one do you take? <laughs> Tiger? You, you take Tiger? Oh, or you take sure, dude. It's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a debate. I mean, my dad and I debate that all the time, and I just look at him like it's no, the same thing one, as LeBron. It's like he, he that one the game. Is, is truly out of touch boomer versus like yeah. like what to hold on for dear life. I can yeah. understand the Michael Jordan arguments. I can't understand the Jack Nicholson. Look, I just want to say one it. thing about about the the Tiger thing real quick. Tiger and Jack Nicholas. <laughs> one thing, Ernie Els, who is a very well renowned golfer and professional, played for God knows how many years on the tour. He had to go to therapy because he couldn't figure out how to beat Tiger Woods. That's how good Tiger Woods was. There's no debate that Jack Nicholas is better than him. When you're sending your opponents to fucking therapy to figure out how to beat you, that is a different level of psychic dominance that you... I Yeah, that was all I was going to say, David. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say I would take... Um, I would... I think that moment in uh, 2016 when LeBron came back down 3-1 to give Cleveland their first title in whatever many years... I think that one chip was worth having the six losses and whatever. I mean, me because I just feel like before that point, LeBron's a great player, but the GOAT conversation, for the most part, I feel like wasn't really uh, on his... You, you weren't really fighting too much on his behalf. He didn't have too much of those arguments at that time because, you know the whole Dallas thing and whatnot. And the year before they lost, I think it was that moment in which he did something that had never been done before against what people were calling one of the great, like comparing them to the 96 bulls of the greatest team to ever play. I mean, they beat their regular season record, went 73 and nine. They come back down three, one, Yes, you know, if you if you go listen to Skip Bayless or something, you know, the Draymond Green or whatever. All right. It's a part of it. It's luck but, and injury, and that's a part of it. 
Look, Dr- nobody told Draymond to be like doing Draymond shit. All right. Nobody told him to do that, but he did it anyways. I think that's the one that really solidified him. He solidified the whole legacy. And honestly, that's what I will raise your, oh, Michael Jordan, 6-0. and oh. LeBron came back down 3-1 against the greatest, the, re- the greatest regular season team to ever play the game. That was uh was that Steph Curry's yeah, that was Steph Curry's uh MVP year. That's yeah, it, I mean I didn't give him that because that's 2016, 2015, 2016. So we're now seven, eight years later, and he just broke the record that if I mean you you listen to it, it's it, it's crazy. All of the people who cover basketball, all the people who play basketball, they all thought nobody would break this record. They all thought it was impossible. And See how far away Shaq is? That's what's insane. It's it's crazy because you look at it and 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 you believe him when he says he's like he's a past first guy. I mean that's like you just believe him. Bro, oh. the me the memes, bro. Did y'all see Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, thirty one thousand. Udonis Haslam is thirty two thousand. I don't I know about y'all, but but we're gonna have to rewind because. My most iconic LeBron moment is that D Wade uh, LeBron dunk. Oh, yeah. That's that's it, bro. That's number one. I don't I don't think there's any any other like. I ain't even like the Heat that that year, bro. Like, well, I've never really liked the Heat, but that shit was like the most fire thing ever, bro. Like you saw that shit, and that was just the fucking arms open, him up in the air. Yeah. That's that's the most iconic like picture of him ever. Flex. Yeah, I'm, man, you can't beat the Cleveland. This is for you. Dude, I, I still have oh, the, 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 the the block the 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 uh who was who was Eagle Dollar passing it to? Was it uh Curry? Curry, Eagle Dollar Eagle Dollar back to Curry, Curry to Eagle Dollar, blocked by James, blocked by James. Dude. I think I think I have that like permanently like etched in my brain, that sound clip right there. Martians have the ray pointed at the earth. Who are you yeah. taking for the last shot? I want Iguodala. <laughs> okay, we got to talk some football, dude. I just had to get that off. But uh, Brett, we brought Brett on to talk about the Super Bowl. So we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk Kyrie and more LeBron probably next episode. But let's get to the Super Bowl, brother. Oh, the, dude, uh, I needed you. I needed you last episode, dude. I was, oh, you did? I was, yeah, go getting, I was getting out chiefed. Over here by uh, Alejandro, Orion, and Timo, man. I was like, damn, where's Alex when I need him with this? And you know, the worst part was they were they were convincing me that I was okay. on the wrong side. He was almost <laughs> convinced. That the Chiefs were going to win. Wait, 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 yes. wait, wait. I am so confident in the Eagles' ability in this game. It's I don't think I've ever felt more confident. Ever. It makes me even more nervous. God damn it, bro. No, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win. In my, in my <laughs> eyes, in my eyes, when I look at it, and this is biased, and I admit that, in my eyes, they have us beat in three positions, two on the field and one off the field. I like Andy Reid more than I like Nick Sirianni because he's got the experience. I like Patrick Mahomes because he's got the experience, and Travis Kelsey's undeniably the best tight end in football. Those are the three. Every other position, I take my team. Every other position. I, I don't know, bro. I mean, Chiefs might have the Eagles beat on the intros, on the introductions, <laughs> and the halftime show. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was so funny. 
Those are the only three, though. The only three I'll give you. So if those three beat my entire team somehow, I I, I got nothing to say. Then I mean, I mean, we might as well talk about Patty being the greatest ever because that's that's how confident I am. Just to give the two fans some background, uh, on first take this morning, Mad Dog was saying. He was trying to essentially make the point that Nick Sirianni is a first-time Super Bowl coach versus Andy Reid, who's been there multiple times. And he was trying to make the point the multiple, the experienced Super Bowl head coach usually wins. But then he just started going on about, you know, it's all about the introductions. You know, how does the coach get you ready for the introductions when they're sitting there and da-da-da, this and that. And like the halftime show, you know, halftime, it's a lot longer than it usually is. And, you know, the 6.30 start time. And so Stephen A, I think it was uh, what, uh, Marcus, Spears was Marcus B. Swagoo, they were all clowning him because they were like, okay, so the Eagles aren't going to lose because of the gridiron or anything they do out there because like Jalen Hurts has a bad game or the Clash of the Titans or anything. It's because, you know, Rihanna was, <laughs> Rihanna was like, showing too much at the halftime show or the introductions, the, the team picture, they already had them lost beat at the team picture. That was probably fans, bro. They're squirming, dude. They have, they have, they're realizing that there's no chance. Uh, like, I don't know about that. I wouldn't I'm say serious. there's no chance. Oh, I wouldn't say there's no chance. We have arguably the greatest rushing offense in history. We have two hall of famers on the offensive line. The defensive line is stacked. And you're 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 really you're really gonna you're gonna furrow your brow at the fact that there's not two Hall of Famers on our offensive line, bro. I just know that w- when you listen Brett. to Kelsey, was that you furrowing your brow, Brett? Brett, is that what you is that what I just saw, or were you just like making a face? I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna let y'all y'all hash it out here, and I'll come down with the verdict after y'all. <laughs> okay. After okay. Y'all. Uh, look, all I know two is Hall of Famers. Great defensive line. We bolstered our secondary. There's no chance on the defensive end, and they can't stop the run. I thought the same run. thing. I thought the same thing, and then Orion, like two episodes straight, just had me like thinking, "Damn, am I what? making had the right decision?" What? That Pat, he's gonna throw for Patty Mahomes gonna come in this B and do his thing, bro. I just because. <laughs> Because that's just what the, he does, bro. We have, I'm not sure you have pulled up the stats, but I'm pretty sure we have the best defense in, in football. Like, we have at least a top three defense. There, I mean, he's not going to drop 500 yards and five TDs. It's not going to happen. <sighs> he'll put up 250, 300. He might put up a couple tuds, but it's not going to be, like, easy for him. This is not easy. Travis Kelsey going for a buck 30, bro. Probably. But everybody else is going to get, like, one or two catches. Yeah, but I just care about Travis Kelsey. He won me a championship this year, so I'm riding oh hard with Travis Kelsey. Hey, bro, you don't know what it's like to win a championship, all right? I do, actually. In this decade, bro, all right? You don't know what it's like. In this decade? Yeah, I actually did, bro. No, bro, we're in the When David won a championship, he was still playing on an Android. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. when Alex was winning... Oh, wait, he's oh. never... He's never, he's never won one. No, when why you always deflect? You always deflect. I won a championship. When I was in high school, bro. I won a championship in my high school league. Yeah, that's how long ago it's been, bro. It's been a couple decades. So, so. was the year before his? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. It probably. <laughs> hey, bro. Look, all I know is 
my, I, it all looks like the Eagles, man. It all really does. But at the same time, it's Patrick Mahomes. Are See, you now, really now, that now, him? Now, oh now, now, now you're convincing me though. Like Eagles, dude, Duh, Eagles. So three, I'm just like, three positions, the coach and two on the field. That's it. That's all they've got. What's the two on the field? Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are better players than what we have. Every oh, other yeah. position, we're better. Every other position. Brett? I think it's time for you I, I, to give the verdict. I, I, I like it. I'm liking the arguments. Uh, you know, I get wh- wh- where should I where should I start in, in, in building up here? I think, you know, I'll, I'll take it back to entering championship Sunday two weeks ago. I had, you know, a couple NFL futures. I had uh, the, the 49ers to win the NFC. This was before hedging. I had the 49ers to win the NFC. And I had a Chiefs-Eagles uh, Super Bowl future, like, matchup that I placed before the playoffs. So, fortunately, one of those hit. The only way I lost both was if it was Bengals-49 or Bengals-Eagles. And I'm a, uh, because of Joe Burrow and LSU and everything, I, I was totally fine with the Bengals making it. I sat there and watched the first game, the 49ers-Eagles game, and, and it kind of affirmed my, you know, kind of season-long take of, you know, I just – I think the Eagles are overrated. They've been overrated the whole season. I think that they've had it really easy. If you go look at the schedule, you go look at their opponents. I really don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I still don't believe Fuck in you. Jalen. Come on, bro. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't. Stop. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go Stephen A here. Let me let me oh, finish. Let me finish. No. <laughs> and I said after watching that game and after watching Brock Purdy, oh. I said the 49ers were the most round, well-rounded team in the NFL. They were the best team in the NFL this year, and they literally didn't have someone that could throw the football. Yeah. And they, and I said this Eagles team is fraudulent. I've been down on them the whole season. They've had an easy schedule. The 49ers should have won. I was mad because I lost my. Freaking five to one future. I said, I can't wait to unload on them against the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. But you think watched, we scored we scored 37 on them. You really think they're gonna match 37? They wouldn't have scored 37. They you had a turnover at the end of the first half, which was seven right there by like a the mistake that Brock Purdy wouldn't have made if he was healthy. So uh, and the, the game's snowball, so you can't really like you really can't read much into the second half of either of the Eagles games because like sure. the Giants yeah. were the second most fraudulent team in the playoffs. And the only reason they made it to the divisional round is because they beat the most fraudulent team in the playoffs. <laughs> so, wait, wait. I need a ranking. Top three fraudulent teams to make the playoffs. Go. I mean, number one, Minnesota Vikings. Number two, New York Giants. Number three, Stop. probably. Philadelphia Eagles? Stop. No, no, no. I, look, this is, this, is, this is going somewhere, I promise. So I was watching the AFC championship and I'm saying, okay, look, you know, I'm mad about my 49ers. Like I can't wait. Like I think the Bengals are for real, the offensive line, like if they don't play like absolute at, like literally if they don't play like worse than the 32nd best offensive line, the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. So I was pretty amped up when the Eagles won. Cause I'm like, I'm ready for the Eagles to win. I'm re- I mean, I'm ready for the Bengals to win. I'm going to lay them in the Super Bowl. It's going to be fantastic. And then I watched the game. And the Chiefs are kind of up. And then Mahomes, as great as he is, decides to throw the ball backwards and just let the Bengals right in. And then it goes to the fourth quarter, and Burrow's got the ball. They got a minute and a half left, and I'm saying, look, all you have to do 
if the offensive line could just get their head out of their ass for like three plays, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl and they're actually going to win it this time. And lo and behold, the third and eight, the right tackle gets beat so bad. And here we are with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I will defend to the grave if Lyle Collins, who was the right tackle for the Bengals, also an LSU guy who they acquired this year from LSU, from Dallas. If Lyle Collins doesn't get injured in week 16, we are talking about Bengals Eagles, the yeah. spread about Bengals minus two. I'm taking the mortgage, I'm putting it on the <laughs> Bengals, and Burrow gets his first Super Bowl. But right. you know, life isn't fair. The Chief, the Bengals had three injuries on already the NFL's worst offensive line. And to me, the the Chiefs kind of also got there by default. So because the refs you know, rigged it, right? Bro, yeah. So what, okay. what was your opinion on that? So this is my take. I don't obviously like the NFL is not scripted. I think personally that there's obviously teams and situations that the NFL would prefer. You saw it twice with the Rams. I mean, I, I'm a Saints fan. I'm you'll still I still can't get over the the miss. That was ridiculous. They wanted LA in the Super Bowl to gain LA interest. Then they got waxed because the Patriots are too good for you to even for that year to even like compete against or, or like try to rig it. And then last year you saw it in the Rams Bengals game, you know, a couple calls here and there trying to get the LA the championship to go celebrate. So, you know, I, I think that the NFL obviously has biases and, but to say it was rigged is probably too far. In my opinion, I'm not that upset with most of the calls because the Chiefs are the home team. Inherent bias, as objective as refs are, you tend to favor the home team with a lot of the calls. And guess what? They're the home team. They deserved to be the home team. Like, if you really want to, like, I, I don't want to go into what ifs, but like, the Bengals lost the Super Bowl week one because they shouldn't have started so slow and lost to the Steelers at home week one. If they had beaten the Steelers, they would have hosted the AFC Championship. And I bet what does home field advantage have to do with being blind? By missing three blocking the backs, by missing holdings. I, I didn't know home look, field advantage meant being big, blind. Look, I, I, I wanted the Bengals to win really badly. Obviously, I think I've just demonstrated that. I, I think that there are some calls when it's really close that can can go either way and that, you know, tend to favor. Dude, stop what, being so PC about it. It pissed us all off. So, the push. You tell me that block in the back on the punt. There was three on the punt, and that didn't upset you at all. No, no. I think that one was. I mean, the worst one to me was the whole like uh, the end. The last one, like it's literally the NFL oh, playoff. Like yeah. it, it's like yes. Is it a foul? Sure. Should you call it? No. <laughs> How about the third down? The repeat third down. How about that? Oh, yeah, that one was pretty bad too. But that one, I don't think actually affected the game. I still think they punted anyway. I forgot about that one. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty sure nine? they. I'm pretty check, sure check they, it. Check it to see if they punted. I don't think they did. They did. They did they end up punting. They ended they up did. punting. Right. But so, still, but look, hey, you never Chiefs, know how those seconds could have. You know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the point is, it gained them you know, two seconds. Whether it was rigged or not, I was pretty like I, I'm pretty down on like both teams. I think both teams like aren't that good. I think both teams have gotten a, some luck and some easy paths. So when I'm kind of evaluating it, and remember, before the AFC Championship, I said I was going to lay. I said I was going to fade the Eagles. I was going to bet the AFC team. I was like, basically, the AFC Championship's the Super Bowl right here after the Eagles beat the 49ers. Because I was just so upset because like, I, I still think the 49ers would have beaten the, the Eagles if, if Brock Purdy was healthy. 
uh, for the for the whole game if he doesn't get injured. It was like seven seven. They were driving like I, whatever. But anyway, so when I'm evaluating this game, I like to look at history. Right, history tends to repeat itself. I try to think of which of these matchups historically is the most similar to this matchup. Let me give you three matchups that I think are most similar to this matchup. And that's going to be where you can tell my pick is. I swear, if you convince me that the Eagles are not going to win the Super Bowl, you're never invited back on. I swear. <laughs> first, <laughs> first matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs have the number one passing offense. The Philadelphia Eagles have the number one passing defense. Patriot the number one passing offense has faced the number one passing defense twice in Super Bowl history. Trivia question. Patriots Giants. Which, which group, the number one passing offense or the number one passing defense, is 2-0 and against the other in the Super Bowl? Offense. I'm going to go defense. It would be the passing defense. The most yes. recent the most recent example, the 2013 Denver Broncos versus the Legion of Boom yeah. Seattle Seahawks. If you also remember that game, it was a very sexy quarterback that the public loves in Peyton Manning on a nice passing offense against an unproven quarterback with a very good defense and a good coach, I might add. And the Seahawks blew the Broncos out. That is example one. Example two. Let's go just a couple years back. Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Bucks. You can't bet against Mahomes. How are you going to bet against Mahomes? You know, Brady's good, but the, and, and, and that team, that Kansas City Chiefs team was way better than this Kansas City Chiefs and way better than this Eagles team this year. And what happened? The Chiefs' offensive line had some issues. They went up against a very good defensive line in the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive line this year would be classified as really good as well. And Mahomes was running around for dear life. And the defensive line of the Bucks won them that Super Bowl. And it was a blowout. Third example. Alex, I'm so glad you brought this up earlier because I can just literally take the words from your mouth. You said that the Chiefs have three advantages. The head coach, the quarterback, and the tight end. My third example is six years ago with the New England Patriots against the Philadelphia Eagles when it was Bill Belichick against first-time Super Bowl head coach Doug Peterson. When it was Tom Brady against backup quarterback Nick Foles. When it was Rob Gronkowski against, I think maybe it was still Goddard. You'd have, you might have to... Uh, you might, oh, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was Gertz. So, with that being said, I am with the early line movement. I am with the Sharps. I am surprisingly, based on how my opinion has been the entire year, going to take, and have already taken, the Eagles minus one. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Dude, there's no way, right? I mean, like, if, if Mahomes beats us, I mean, re Brady just retired, but I, I think that puts him at number no, two. No, no, no. Look, time. look. I don't even want to go in. No, no, no. 
I, I don't even want to I don't even want to have this debate because at least when you have the other debates, they're both accomplished. I hate debates <laughs> on potential. I yeah, absolutely yeah. hate on potential. I don't care about Patrick Mahomes' potential right now. I'll evaluate Patrick Mahomes in ten years. Okay, he's literally won one Super Bowl. Like, sure, he's been to two. He's had an unbelievable team, unbelievable situation. I, I don't even want to attempt to go there with Mahomes. He's not even I, in the top five yet. I understand I, I, flashy, but it's about consistency. So I respect that because I, I, I was the same way with LeBron. Like when I, David and I started this podcast, I was like, "You got to give it time. Like let let the let the history write itself, and then I'll choose." And if Mahomes wins, I'll be happy for it. Like you know, uh, only a couple quarterbacks you know have one, two. I think that's great. We have so far to go before you even put Mahomes even up there with like Montana. Yeah. Like we got Manning. a lot. Yeah, Peyton Manning, exactly. So, well, I think Mahomes will have the same Super Bowl record as Manning if he wins this one. He'll be two and two. But also, Manning played against Brady for 15 years, and like, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, if I remember correctly, but I'm pretty sure Mahomes is 0 and two against Brady in the postseason. So. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, I like the Eagles. I bet as soon as it came out. Because I said, I got to get in front of the public. I might have been wrong. I, I thought I, I second-guessed myself, but I think I talked myself into saying that I've had the right bet. As soon as the line came out, I actually bet the over 49 and a half. Just because I think the game script is like most Chiefs games, where personally, I think the first half is going to start slow. I think the first quarter is going to start slow. I think they're going to feel each other out. I don't know if there's going to be that many possessions. I think the Eagles are going to run the football. But anytime the Chiefs or Mahomes isn't involved, I just feel like there's – 28 points in the fourth quarter way you've happened. So I was like, I'm just going to bet the over. I know the public's going to be on the over. Let me get it. I got in at 49 and a half. I don't know. I think it's higher than 49 and a half now. So I don't feel like it just yet. The, the script got released on Twitter. 37-34 Eagles. Yeah, I almost bet that. You bet like the exact score. I, I saw that. And I think it was like 10-10 tied at half. So like whoever made that script, like honestly, not far off. Like I, I, could, ex- I could see that game going similar to that. Um, but anyway, so I have the Eagles, I have the over, but let's be honest here. This is the Super Bowl. It's all about the props. Okay. The one time I bet the props, uh, and, and I'm, I'm very excited. So I don't know if y'all want me to just kind of go down the list. Yeah, dude, because you talked about this when we brought you on for the college football. You're like, I do fun prop bets. So I'm curious yeah. to see, like, okay, how, many did you, how many did you place? Can we take an intermission and talk about the national championship real quick? Because I, yeah. I haven't. I, I haven't caught up with y'all. Okay. As I said before, it's an unstoppable oh. force against immovable objects. Oh, I how took, was that? <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up taking, I gave out a couple things. I think on this I podcast, I gave out Georgia and the under parlay. If you had told me that TCU would score seven points <laughs> and I would not win the Georgia and the under parlay, <laughs> I mean, I would have bet the mortgage if you told me TCU scored seven. So that, that kind of sums up my college football season i think uh like for in a lot of ways in in that column was being so right on something and still not getting rewarded monetarily fortunately i also was able to give out georgia over 20 and a half points in the first half georgia over 37 and a half for the game and georgia alternate line minus 20 and a half plus 250 and all those basically hit in the first half. So, what does that mean? What is alternate line? Do, so instead of the spread at 13, I just made it. There's an alternate line. So I just took Georgia minus 20 and a half points, and it made plus 250, made two and a half. Oh, to okay. So like if, if, if he thought, if he knew like Georgia's going to whoop that ass, be like, man, I'm going to take the line fucking Georgia minus 
fucking 40 yeah. and a half. Which is what I did. Um, so I, I made a little money on the game. Uh, I mean, honestly, like Georgia minus 13 was staring me in the face for a lock of the year. And like Georgia games the whole season, again, it's like that's like the, the third in the row that I like felt good about something in a Georgia game and bet it and didn't give it out as like a lock or something. And it hit. And I, you know, I just, I kept making my own mistakes. I got nervous with TCU literally just screwing me the entire year. I'm glad they got exposed as frauds. They were like the eighth best team in college football, according to the advanced metrics that, that might even be high. I think if they played in the sec, they probably would have won maybe five. They might've gone five and three in the sec West this year. I'll be I nice. Know. I think after the game, I thought they'd go like three and five in the SEC West, but we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they went that they went, you know, five and three. But uh, anyway, that's my slight tangent on college football uh, for your your intermission. Um, tough do game. You really, do you think like TCU's building something though? Right? Like no, right? no. I can't wait to take. I mean, look, you can as soon as it opens. Not at all. We're talking about off season right here. TCU wins a total under next year. Lock it and load it. Unless it opens at like. I mean, it would have to open, I think, at six and a half for me to not take it. I think if it opens at seven and a half, I really, Absolutely. They have that many people going to the draft, or is it just like high, just riding the high? Leaders. There's regression in the mean. Their close game record was absurd. Their turnover margin was absurd. They played huh. against how many freaking backup quarterbacks? I mean, that yeah. was ridiculous. They're breaking in a new cast. There's one one of the good stats that I like from Phil Steele is he'll kind of look at the previous two seasons wins and compare it to what they did like the most recent season and if it differs by like three or four like the under or over the following year is significant so like TCU averaged like six wins in like 2020 and 2021 or whatever it was and then they scored like 13 so they're like a plus seven because their their okay. win total last year was seven more than the average of the two pre- previous years gotcha. you going down this year mm. so high level a quick, quick early best bet: take the TCU win total under. That'll be in the first edition of next uh, of next season's Brett's best bets. I think I'm actually going to give out a. I'm going to do a Brett's best bets Super Bowl props edition, which All everyone right. will get a preview with now that we're transitioning from the intermission straight into the Super Bowl props. Yeah, I want to hear about it. So, give me, give me your, give me your favorite prop to bet. Oh, we're, okay. We start with my favorite. Your you favorite, and then I want the one that you're like, this, I, I, I have a feeling in my bones this is going to hit. I'm curious. Like, your lock of the year, I mean, they're prop bets. So they're not really locks, but, I mean, the one that you're like, it has to be Orange Gatorade. Like, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that if I could only pick one prop on this entire board, it would be the Kenneth Gainwell over one and a half reception. Oh, Easy. He's the most targeted player in the Philly backfield. The Chiefs surrendered the second most targets to running backs this year, the most receptions to RBs. I think there's going to be a couple dink and dunk, build some confidence for Hurts early. I know Sanders is the feature back, but this isn't a rushing total. This is a receiving. I, I just need him to have two receptions. He might have this in the first half. If it's a blowout, Gamewell still gotten the receptions because he gets the receptions if they're trying to run clock because they're basically a run, but it's a pass. And if they're behind, they're going to want to mix it up, and they're going to be throwing the ball, and Gainwell's going to get receptions. So if I can only take one prop, that's like my favorite that's a great, prop. That's a great one. So a couple, a couple value props. So my hedge. My hedge on the Eagles. So for every like $4 I have on the Eagles, I have $1 on this prop. 
And the prop is the Chiefs to win and for both teams to score 20-plus points. So it's basically a direct hedge. But instead of just taking Chiefs' money line, I'm just hoping that they eat, that they both score 20-plus points. And I think if the Chiefs win, it's not going to be 21-17. Like, I, yeah. I just don't see a 21-17 game. I think both teams are going to get to 20. It could still go under. Chiefs could win 24-21 or 21-20 or 27-24. Like, the game could go under and the Chiefs can win. But this is 20-plus. And I think both teams get there. And it's plus 250 odds. So that's like my value hedge on like, okay, I, my main money's on the Eagles, but, you know, I'll give up a fourth of my money on the, this Chiefs hedge. But if the Chiefs end up winning, and I think both are going to score 20, then like I really only lose like 30 cents on the dollar that I bet. So, you know, I, I like that. I like that hedge. MVP, I think if you really want to, like what I didn't do, but because it was lower odds, but I, like I don't think anyone should take the Chiefs money line in this game. I think there's zero reason to take the Chiefs money line. I think everyone should just take Mahomes to win MVP at plus 130 because I can't think of a single scenario. I don't care if Mahomes gets injured in the first quarter and the Chiefs win the game. I still think they're going to give them MVP to Mahomes. <laughs> like, like the media and everyone hypes up Mahomes so much. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he's a great player. I think he's got a lot of potential. I'm just going to keep using that word because – all this goat stuff and everything's ridiculous. I'm going to use potential. I, I just don't see the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and not giving it to Mahomes. Unless, like, it's like a Malcolm Butler thing. And they, like, literally, like, make an interception at the goal line. Like, I even think if they block the kick to win the game from the Eagles, they still give it to Mahomes. <laughs> like, they're not, I still don't think they give it to the guy that blocks the Who kick. Who would be – they give it to Kelsey second, probably. And then, like, Chris Jones, maybe. Like, yes, those are like, the top three. The thing with the Kelsey is, like, every touchdown pass that Kelsey gets, that's a Mahomes touchdown throw, right? right? Yeah. So, like, look, I'm not betting any – I'm not betting Mahomes to win MVP because I already have my other hedge that I mentioned. But, like, for those who like the Chiefs, I think you should just get plus 130 on Mahomes. The one MVP bet, I bet, Miles Sanders to win MVP 28 to 1. (laughs) No, wait. I love Miles Sanders. Hear me out here. If you look at the previous two games from the Eagles – and you look at what I said earlier with the previous Super Bowls. If this is a blowout, the the, the Chiefs, what was the Eagles like? Set the record for rushing touchdowns. In, They're in, tied in a, right in, now for yeah. our ninety-nine-year-old record. Yeah. Like, I like Miles Sanders could easily have three like touchdowns in this game, and Hertz just takes care of the football. He doesn't make the mistake. Again, I'm not super high on Hertz, but I think he has the maturity to understand who he is. And I think that is something that I'm willing to bet on and trust him to take care of the football and just not lose the game. Because as you mentioned, the Eagles are better in every area. All he has to do is just not lose the game. So like, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of value on Sanders because if he gets three touchdowns or even two touchdowns and 120 yards could definitely be, and it's 28 to one. They it literally needs to hit like 4% of the time. So I'm on the Sanders train. Um, I love it. I love my Sanders. Some other, some other great, some other great props that I'm on. First off, no touchdown on the, uh, sorry, no touchback on the opening kickoff. It's, okay. You're plus money, you're getting plus one twenty. So no touchback on opening kickoff. So historically, forty percent of the time, there's no touchback on the opening kickoff in NFL game. So you would think, okay, well, it's only forty percent, and I'm only getting plus one twenty. That's horrible odds, right? I should be getting plus one fifty. Well, what if I told you in 28 of the last 32 
Super Bowls, there hasn't been a touchback. What? 28 of the last 30. Last year, there was a touchback, and that was the first time in like a decade. 28 of the last 32 Super Bowls, there hasn't been a touchback. So basically, 88% of the time in the Super Bowl, there's no touchback. But only 40% of the time in the in NFL, there's no touchback. Is it coincidence? No. <laughs> Not a coincidence. Pat McAfee says, and this makes sense, they use a fresh ball for the kickoff of the Super Bowl. And as soon as the ball is kicked off, it goes into a box and is sent to the Hall of Fame as the opening kickoff football. So the football is not broken in when they kick it off. Oh, my God, dude. This is so next level. I love it. Look, I'm not saying it's going to hit, but I'm saying if I'm getting plus money and I know it's a fresh ball and it's happened in 28 of the last 32 Super Bowls, I'm willing to lay some money on it. That's that's awesome. So, wow. Taking that one. A couple of these are kind of together. I'm taking no Chiefs score in the first drive for minus 150. I think the game's going to start slow. Definitely think the Chiefs are going to start slow. I don't think I think the Eagles are going to come out feisty. I think they're going to be come out physical, defensive line. I don't think the Chiefs are going to score on their first drive. I got the first score to be an Eagles touchdown at plus 175. The Eagles are not that uh, have not settled for many field goals, and the Chiefs have not forced that many field goals in the red zone. So instead of just taking Eagles to score first, I'm willing to get the plus money on the Eagles to for the first score of the game to be an Eagles touchdown. I want to pause you because the Chiefs, I believe you fact check me on 100, but I believe they're 30th or 31st in red zone defense this year they are one of the worst teams in the red zone so that's a good bet and and the eagles tend to run the ball which means they don't turn it over as much in the red zone so exactly i like first i like that one um 63 of the games i think for the eagles they've scored up yeah yeah 63 of eagles games they've scored an opening drive touchdown too so i like that one now similar to what i just said First TD score. Everyone likes to take, oh, let me go get the 8-1. to one. Let me go get the 12-1 to one on, you know, an individual player. I mean, like, all power to you. As I mentioned, you know, some people gamble. I, I like to play the odds. I like to play the math. I like to win. So I try to eliminate the, the long shots as much as possible. So for my first score, I always do the over-under on the number. So the number, the jersey number is 11 and a half. I'm taking the over 11 and a half jersey number on the first score <laughs> of the first score of the Super Bowl. So I get Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, and the Eagles running backs. And I don't have the Chiefs running backs, the Eagles wide receivers, or Jalen Hurts. As we just mentioned, what do the Eagles like to do? Run the football. If they rush a touchdown first, I hit. As Stanford Steve likes to say, who's always open? The tight end's always open. I got both tight ends. I think Kelsey's going to score a touchdown. I think I, ha- I have that prop later as well. I love Kelsey to score a touchdown in this game. But you don't have oh. you don't have Hertz on that first touchdown, bro. I don't. So that That's... Hertz is my biggest liability. I don't think I, like I, I feel like maybe the Chiefs run the ball, but if Clyde scores a touchdown, I still hit. It's McKinnon and Pacheco are under that I don't have. Um. So I, I don't know. I'm willing to take the odds there. 
as I mentioned with the under, or when I bet the over for the game, I'm going second half higher scoring is only 20% G. It's only minus 120. Yeah. Easy. I feel like every Chiefs game you watch, the second half is higher scoring, right? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to take this fan, we know that. <laughs> like, unless the Eagles just go up like 31 to seven in the first half and then sit on the ball, which is fine because I already have the, I have the Eagles to win the game, right? So, like, I, I, I just think the second half higher scoring is a good one. Similar to that, I have the first quarter lowest score for plus 210. As I mentioned, in a lot of Super Bowls, teams like to feel each other out. First score tends to be low scoring. The second quarter is going to be super high scoring. The fourth quarter is going to be a track meet. And you know the third quarter, whoever's down or whatever, people are going to come out playing. I mean, I could see this, the first quarter could be in 7-3. Could be 3-0. Could be 7-0. You know? So 7-7, I don't feel that bad. So I like first quarter lowest score at plus money, plus 210. I'm getting over 2-1 to one on that one. And then lastly, for the game bets, Philly's in the Super Bowl. You know what that means, right? Green Gatorade. Over two and a half players with pass attempts, <laughs> plus 150. <laughs> Someone laughed and Brett didn't even break. He didn't even break, bro. <laughs> come on, that was pretty funny, bro. Green Caterade, come on. The timing was perfect. The timing was perfect. You know what that means? Green Caterade. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, okay, anyway, okay. look, Philly special. They're going to throw some trick plays. Love over two and a half players with the pass attempt. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Big timeout, big timeout. Yeah. Uh, two fans, don't listen to that betting advice. This isn't Doug Peterson. This is this is Nick Sirianni. This isn't the Philly special. This, this they're is, fourth down experts this year. That's what they do. They're going to run the op. The trickiest thing they're doing is running the read option. This is not Doug Peterson's offense. Uh, who's who's going to say that the Eagles are going to do it? I mean, the Philly special Ooh. could happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs do it. Why, if you have Patrick Mahomes, are you having anybody else throw the ball? Because you've seen, uh, you've seen their running backs. You've seen Travis Kelsey do it. You've seen him because you saw times. Big Dick Nick catch that ball, boy. Andy Reid, Andy Reid yeah. loves the trick play. And if the Eagles' defense is dominating the Chiefs and the pass rush is dominating them, you don't think they're gonna like swing it out wide to yeah. for a running back and then have him like Mahomes might catch the ball for crying out loud. So. Uh, I don't know. It's plus 150. I love taking plus money because, you know, like a lot of these are so like it's, it's hard to judge how often it's going to happen or not. So anytime I can get plus money on stuff, I like taking it. So what? how many trick plays is it? Is it one and a half? No, it's just over two and a half players with a passing attempt. So that means oh. Ohms gets hurt and Chad Haney comes in the game and throws the ball. I win. <laughs> if oh, that's an easy bet. And Gardner Minshew comes in the game and throws the ball. I would say that? Both of the backup quarterbacks can throw the football. So, or let's say the punter gets it blocked and tries to throw it away, or the you know, like anything is possible. Literally, just three people to throw a pass in the Super Bowl, and I'm getting plus one fifty. Okay, now we're going to kind of the more the more fun stuff, but I swear it's serious. You got to start. We're going to start in sequential, or we got to start from the beginning. Tails never fails. You got to take it. You just got to take it. <laughs> Tails? Tails never fails, man. You oh, take if you're it. one of those guys that says that as you flip a coin. 
You got it. You guys, you tell to lick the pole when it was cold outside, and they do it. Come on. (laughs) You got it. You got it. You got to start off strong. So I got, I got tails. My favorite pastime actually is the under in the national anthem. The last few Mm. country singers to sing the national anthem have actually gone under. It's gone over the past couple years, but I think this year is the year that it's going to go under. I think it's Chris Stapleton. That he can hold out brave for 10 seconds, but it's still, I think it's like two minutes and seven seconds. It's something like really long. Because no, normally, dude, you got to take the over on that, brother. Chris Stapleton can go. No, no, it's normally like a minute 50, and his is like super oh. hot. Yeah, what's it? It's two minutes and seven seconds. I think last year it was like a minute 50 or something. So I'm getting like 17 extra seconds, and I'm getting plus money. I'm Who sung plus- it last year? That's Luke an excellent. Brian. I'm not sure, but. I think it went over last year. I feel like that's an important variable. Because <laughs> if it's like not Cotton Eye Joe, then... A country know. singer did not sing it last year. The past two country singers to sing have, have gone under. So, anyway. Okay. All right. that one. Uh, I, I don't know how this makes any sense. I just saw Eagles players shown first in the anthem for plus 115. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, it's plus money. To me, it's 50-50. Like, why? why? <laughs> They're going to show Mahomes. Mahomes is the first player. You say that, but they didn't show Stafford or Burrow first last year. Like, they show random people first because they can never get the right camera angle on it. Like, uh, I, look, I just I just think it's a crapshoot, and I just saw plus 115 I on something. I literally thought 50-50, so, like, why it. not? Because it's not 50-50, dude. Vegas knows. They know everything, dude. It's scripted. Like, how, how would that even I, – I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know how you could even favor one side or the other. I guess we'll find out on Sunday how wrong I am. Uh, the other one <laughs> – Another one, I like this one. I like Sirianni being shown before Andy Reid at plus 140. Plus money. Plus 140. I only have to win like maybe like two-fifths of the time on this, on Sirianni being shown first. If if, Guess what? If they show Mahomes first, they might go Mahomes, then Sirianni, then Reid. So, you know, Mm. I I like that one. And then the three truly – these are like the most degenerate bets I think I've made. And then we're going to get some good prop bets after this. But the three degenerate bets I made – the M&M's commercial is going to be shown before the Doritos commercial at plus Fuck one yeah. plus money. I get the Experian commercial shown before the Rakuten commercial at minus 115. Rakuten's got- always late, too. They're Rakuten. always like second and a half. Exactly. And then I got Pringles before Popcorners. I've never even heard of Popcorners. Yeah, I haven't either. But I've heard of Pringles, and I can get it at minus 115 for it to be shown first. So those are my three, you know, I'm going to watch the commercials. Now I got some, I got a rooting interest in the commercials, you know? You bet on the commercials. Oh, yeah, I got that a rooting pretty degenerate. I love it. <laughs> you know, I'll be cheering. I'll be yelling at the screen when the commercial comes on. To answer your earlier question, I did bet on lime green or yellow Gatorade at plus 210. The last time the Eagles won, it was yellow. I think yeah. if the, I do think the Eagles are going to win. I think if I'm, the Eagles, hey, we were here six years ago and we won and we brought yellow Gatorade. Why the hell would we change it up? Let's bring yellow Gatorade again, right? Good reason. And I, apparently red Gatorade's never happened. So I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't throw out yellow Gatorade being on the Chiefs sideline either. Like mm. no one's ever brought red Gatorade. I looked it up like no, no red Gatorade has never won. Actually, I have it right. It's front. nasty. Let's read these stats real quick. Orange Gatorade five times. Clear water four times. Blue four times, yellow three, purple two. None has happened four times, and then red and pink have happened zero times. And as I mentioned the last time the Eagles were in it, 
it was yellow. And I get yellow, lime, and green all in one. And I get plus 210 odds. So I like that. I think yellow is be, Why would they do blue? Nobody would do blue and purple. Yeah, neither team's blue. Well, the yeah. a lot of the blue teams have won because you've got the Patriots. Yeah. Ams were blue. The Bucks used blue. The Broncos and Chiefs used orange. Yeah. Broncos. Like, I guess orange is probably a good one if you think the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, I just too sugary, though. Yellow's lime, lemon lime is more athletic. And here's the thing. Gatorade. I don't think the Eagles are going to use orange, right? Yeah, that'd be weird. The Eagles aren't using orange. Only the Chiefs are using orange. But orange is even money. So why would you bet orange? You can just bet the Chiefs' money line. But with the Eagles, I can get lime green yellow at plus 210. So, you know, I like it, that. It doesn't matter if it doesn't win. What? It's it's Gatorade. He said, I like the value. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't win. The value could be great. No, nah, I'm kidding. I know what he's saying. I'm just being a troll. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, all right, ooh, I like the value on uh, the Eagles. You can get the Eagles at plus money. It's good value. It doesn't matter if they don't win. Because uh, you lose your money regardless. <laughs> I see. You are trolling. But, this, but, is, this is loser. I, I, I understand that. And to what I say is when you bet as many times as most people bet or as I bet, anytime you can get positive value, you want to take it. Because yeah. if, you, if it's truly positive value in the long run, your positive value will win out. If you, you know, in theory, I'd love to only make positive. If I could just make a bet that's going to win, you know, 53% of the time every time, I think I'd be doing well, right? Or 54% yeah. of the time. Yeah, uh, it's funny because a buddy of mine, I've noticed that he only likes betting the minus because he, 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 he likes betting on the favorites. Whereas I like betting the underdogs all the time. <laughs> and so I'm like, we need to work together so that way we even each other out. So that right. way we, we actually win a lot more because obviously <laughs> all the favorites aren't going to win because if that were the case, everybody would be rich. Do you have your percentages, David, or is that something that you calculated on your own, Brett? Are you like a thirty-seven percent winner or something? I I, I lose I lose too much to. to <laughs> I get depressed. <laughs> I get depressed. So I'm like, why would I want it? If I was actually winning, yes, I would keep track of it. But <laughs> I don't win like win, that by, by doing the research and then keeping track of it. I think like that'd be okay. I I got I got one more before I get to the player bots. I got one more kind of fun bet. I got. The parlay, I got Philly wins the coin toss and the game at plus 230. Oh. The reason I did that is because it's basically 50-50 on if they're going to win the coin toss, right? But if they win the coin toss, they'll probably defer, and that'll help them. And if they win the coin toss, I got an extra plus 230 basically on my Eagles money line, which I can then hedge with Chiefs if I need to. Mm. So that was kind of like my – like if I – like that's kind of like my hedge for the Chiefs. The Chiefs win and both teams score twenty. That's like my hedge for the Philly bet. And this Philly coin toss and game plus two thirty is my hedge for the Chiefs game. So it's like if I if they if the Philly if the Eagles win the coin toss and then I can also like pay back the hedge that I lose if the Eagles win. So you know, yeah, kind of the, the math the math all kind of works out. You, you you just have to take my word for it. But uh, oh, I believe you. It makes sense to me. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the player props. Okay, 
everything I just said, you can basically throw out the window. If I if I was completely wrong with everything I just said, not to I love Mahomes three touchdowns and one interception at plus four hundred for the game. Yeah, that's a good one. Mahomes is going to throw a pick. I, I, yeah. I that, that's later on. Mahomes definitely throwing an interception. Has to. You know, if the chief, if the Chiefs are going to win, and I, everything I just said was wrong with the Eagles' pass defense or whatever. Like, I, I can't imagine Pacheco run, running it in that many times. Like, Mahomes is going to throw it. They're going to find someone. So, Mahomes, three touchdowns and one interception at four to one odds. Like, sign me up. So, pause real quick. For, for that, if he goes four touchdowns, one interception, do you lose the bet? No, no, I win. It's at least three passing touchdowns and one interception. At, at least, okay, okay. At it. least of both. If he throws three picks and five TDs, I still win. He just has to hit the threshold. Gotcha. I basically like parlaying over a half interception and parlaying over two and a half passing touchdowns. Okay. If you want to think about it like that. But it, it was one of like bets on, on the site, like a requested wager by someone. I was like, you know, cause I was like scrolling. I'm like, maybe some of these like low odds ones. Cause like, I don't like to take the 14 ones. I mean, those are just never going to hit, but, and normally the higher the odds go, the worse your value is because they never, the odds are never as high as they should be. But with some of these, you know, this is almost a hedge in a way if I'm just like completely off with everything. Uh, I got Kelsey to score a touchdown. I can't believe it was only minus one thirty. I mean, like wow. he scored a touchdown in what six straight games, and like, like <laughs> I, 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 I just, That's I mean, unbelievable. He has to, he has to literally score a touchdown in this game, like fifty, like eight percent of the time for me to hit this for for this bet to be positive value. I just can't imagine that he doesn't score a touchdown. I can't remember the last time I watched the Chiefs game that they won. And Kelsey didn't catch a touchdown. No, look, I, I'm sure it's happened, but like, has it happened 42% of the time? No. 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 <laughs> no. He's a favorite target on the field. Exactly. And like, especially against this, against this uh, Eagles defense, like, they're going to have to improvise in order to score. And Mahomes yeah. and Kelsey are just all, like, you know, they have that improvisation. I think Double I'm pretty press. sure Double Kelsey's tied with Gronk for the most touchdowns, for the second most touchdowns. That's right. He's tied with Gronk for second most postseason touchdowns. So if he scores scores one here, he'll be in sole second place behind Jerry Rice. That sounds like enough motivation for me. What? For most touchdown receptions in the postseason. Really? So it's yeah, Jerry Rice and then Gronk? No. Well, Gronk and uh, Gronk and uh, Kelsey. But you're are tied. tied for number two. Yeah, most postseason touch receiving touchdowns because you have to think you have to play a lot of games. That's true. That's an amazing stat for a tight end for two tight ends to be in the top three postseason reception or touchdowns. Always that's, open. And I mean, you think that's about incredible. I mean, not to go on too long of a tangent, but there's so many quarterback tight end duos. I mean, like I remember, uh, oh, who was it? Jimmy Graham, Drew Brees. I mean, that's my QB tight end duo. I grew up watching, right? Like, you know, there's there's a lot of those. So I like Kelsey to score. This is similar to my my MVP bet, like Sanders to score a touchdown at 5% juice, like minus 105. Basically 50-50 on Miles Sanders to score a touchdown. Like the Eagles are going to run the football. Sanders is going to get his carries. If that ball's inside the five-yard line, Sanders is getting a carry. Definitely. Him right? and Jalen for sure. Three carries inside the five-yard line, and he just has to score once on one of those carries, right? And if he doesn't score on the first one, he might just get another carry on that same trip. So – you know, especially with Jason Kelsey at the and, uh, under center, I like my odds. Uh, I have a bet on 
the first TD, I mentioned I liked the over 11 and a half for the jersey number. The one player, I did take Kelsey first TD at plus 650, just because I thought six and a half to one was pretty high. Because if it's not the Eagles touch scoring a touchdown, it's going to be the Chiefs scoring a touchdown, right? Because I bet Eagles touchdown. And so I'm like, okay, if the Chiefs score a touchdown, who's going to score the touchdown? Most likely, it's going to be Kelsey. So I, I like six and a half to one. That's a good number for me to hedge my other bets that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and then I have Devontae Smith first TD at 12 to one. The Chiefs tend to play a lot of, uh, I'll, I'll get into this. I think I'll get into this one later, but the Chiefs tend to play a lot of two high safety looks. And so really, I really don't think uh, A.J. Brown's going to play two high safety looks. Yeah, the Chiefs play two high safety looks. That's like a, two, like two high safety looks. David, do you have a comment about this? The two high safety, single high safety. <laughs> this, is an in, this is this is an inside joke that David. Who uh, was it that said this? Alejandro. He, Alejandro. He said, yes, he, is. he was like, they're playing single high safety. I'm like, shut Joe. <laughs> he came on and tried to analyze the defense and started throwing out those days. We were like, what are you talking about? And they literally said it the next day on all the sports days. <laughs> so fuck both it's, of you guys. For not Sorry. playing Madden. Hey, I'm with you, Alejandro. I'm with you. I did I'm play like, Madden. Yeah, what, what's the one thing you didn't play against Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, whatever Tyreek Hill was there? Single. Duh. <laughs> Duh. The one thing you don't do, you fucking put the Tampas or you just play cover twos or fucking trips or quarters. Duh. Y'all didn't play Madden, bro? I wasn't very good at Madden. Uh, we, we could tell. Uh, <laughs> we could tell. You know, oh, I kicked double- David's ass in FIFA. Oh, easy. Yo, I yeah, beat you, remember? And then he threw one a little time, one time. He threw a little. That's one the only time. time we played. Nope, you beat me one time. That's that was it. the only time we played. And you threw a fit because you were all hungry. You know, you're like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Hey, Alex, I got a PS5. Thanks to Travis Kelsey. We could play FIFA any day you want. I don't have a PS5. Thanks to Travis Kelsey. I came seventh place in my league. Thank you. But we can play whenever you want. I got two controllers. Thanks for Travis. <laughs> oh wow, that was, that was the. Sure. You gonna charge them bad boys up? All I right. got a dock. Thanks for Travis Kelsey. That was like I went on the saddest thing ever. Okay, what Brett continue? Sorry, we had a little little side piece there. No, no, it's good. It's good. Um, so yeah, so they play two high safety. I don't think AJ Brown's gonna be the featured wide receiver here. So I I got the uh. Devonte Smith over 62 and a half receiving yards. And I got Devonte Smith first touchdown at 12 to one. Another one I like that I think is not getting a lot of attention. And it's similar to what we talked about earlier. I like Jake Elliott under seven and a half points. So if you're doing the math, that means mm-hmm. one field goal and four extra points. And I win or he doesn't kick a field goal and the no. Eagles score under eight touchdowns. I don't think the Eagles are going to settle for that many field goals. So if they only score one, if they only kick one field goal, they're going to have to score five touchdowns. So if they score 31 points, I win. If they score 38 points, I might be in trouble. But if they, they don't kick a field goal or make a field goal, then they're, they're not going to score eight touchdowns. So to me, I, you know, I, I think that that one's good value. Um, I envy you because of how confident you are in your betting picks. <laughs> I wish, like, win or lose, I just wish I was as confident as you because every bet I make, I'm just like, 
I'm so torn and I'm so torn and it's just never, you know, I could live with it if I was like, man, I'm super confident about this lose. Okay. Whatever. No, I'm just very like 50, 50 about everything. And it's just, Hey, you know, I I just try to find value, have fun. As you mentioned, you know, value doesn't always win, you know, but, uh, I, I, I try to I try to just value and have fun, David. That's this it. is this Pretty is simple. my do my props. So I just kind of come up with a game script. And basically, to anyone at home, it's like Brett. How do you come up with all this stuff? I literally just have a game script on how I think the game's gonna go. And anytime I see something that is like I think the game's gonna go, and it's not a ridiculous price, I'll take it. And then once I've taken those. I'll go back and look at everything. And if I see something that's a pretty good hedge at a pretty good price for the game script that I thought was going to happen, mm. I'll take that. The game you know? script. Mm. Game script, script writer. Like if I, was to, if I was to project the game right now, I think it's going to start slow. I think the okay. Eagles score a touchdown first. Maybe it's like 7-0 Philly in the first quarter. Then mm. second quarter comes. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, maybe like 14-10 Eagles at half, something like that. And, and from there, it just kind of becomes a little bit more of a shootout. And, you know, I, I think the game script leaking of, you know, 37-34 could happen. Personally, like, my score prediction, I probably think, like, 31-27 Eagles is probably, like, what my best guess for what the game's going to be, 31-27. That sounds about right. The script writer, uh, huh? So, that's... You send me that script? Look, if it's 31-27 Philly, y'all heard it here first. Uh, but, uh... But anyway, in the, script. the last couple ones, Mahomes to throw a pick, already talked about this. He's thrown four interceptions in his two previous Super Bowls. So he's averaging two interceptions a Super Bowl. <laughs> so he only needs to throw one. He's definitely going to throw one. This Eagles pass secondary is good. The Chiefs are going to throw the ball a lot. I, 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 that one, I, I don't know what the, I actually haven't even found it yet on the board. I haven't placed that one yet, but like that one's going to hit. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. Bottle rocket right here. Love him. The over in his yards. I haven't decided exactly if I'm going to do the over rushing yards, the over receiving yards, or the overall purpose yards, but I'll be taking it over on one of those. What are I, his numbers? Uh, it's 49 and a half are his receiving or his rushing yards. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, well, but I don't think they're going to want to throw good, the ball. We have a good rush defense, so. Well, they have a good offense. Exactly. So, like, I'm thinking, like, the screen game is going to be alive for the Chiefs because the Eagles are going to yeah. get home with that pass rush. And so, like, I don't think he's going to be able to run between the tackles. But, I mean, if Pacheco gets loose a couple times, I mean, you know, he can go 15 yards faster than I can complete this sentence, right? So, yeah. uh, I, I'm taking something there. Kelsey over six and a half receptions. I, I mean. That's easy. I just, I don't know how that one doesn't hit. I guess we'll find out on Sunday how it doesn't hit. But that 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 one just seems that one's the one that's like, hmm, Vegas might know something because this one just seems way too easy to hit. Yeah. And then last thing, and I've talked a lot about it. I like the value here. Hassan Reddick under half a sack at plus one forty. I don't know if he's going to get a sack. I think. They're going to pick up him up in the blitz, and one of the defensive linemen is going to get a sack because I think uh, he normally plays in like the, the second. Like I think he's like a, a blitzer, like a yeah, linebacker. DM, yeah. And yeah. I think for those who know how to play the Chiefs, it's very hard to get Mahomes on the ground, and you don't want to blitz him. I mean, if you look at that uh, Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl, Mahomes was running for dear life. They had like the worst offensive line performance. 
and Mahomes still barely got sacked because he just runs around and runs. Either so way, it was an animal that game. Yeah, they were I mean, rushing four, and they had cover two. Man, yeah, like, just, give, give me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mister. Hold on, they can't have cover two in man, bro. <laughs> Or zone, yeah. I wasn't saying they played that and man. Changing his story. That's exactly. I, I was like, what? And man. <laughs> so we're playing man to man with two deep, two Russian safeties deep. Four covered no. two man to man. What? No. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking with them. There is a if you go on man, one of the main plays cover two man. Two safeties play cover. The two safeties play cover two. Everybody uh, plays man to man. And the, you have the four. There you go. I guess I'm an idiot. I just. Very random input there. It's a defensive scheme. We're just throwing out defensive scheme. Well, no, it's because he was talking about what Tampa was playing. And Tampa was literally just rushing with four. And it was incredible how much they were getting at the quarterback with just those four. Yeah. They didn't even I, have a spy half of the time. I wish I was as confident as Alejandro is when he shouts out defensive formations. As you wish you were as confident as Brett with his bets. If I had the level Madden, bro. shot a shout hold out on, defensive on. coverages hey, from pop a Super quiz. Bowl four years ago or three years ago. Come on. Pop quiz, Alex. How many defensive backs are in the dime package? I don't fucking know. Am I supposed to know this? <laughs> I'm just curious if you knew. Uh six. Okay. I don't I, at least I am because nickel nickel's Brett, five. Do you know? Brett, do you nickel's know? five? Dime how many, six. How many secondaries are in a dime package? Or how many six defensive well. backs? Defensive backs, thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right because nickels five, dime mm-hmm. six, quarter is seven. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Five, six, seven. Nickel dime quarter. There you go. Matt Madden, bro. Do, I swear. That's that's what misses me is the defense. I was an offensive player. See, my my Madden offense is horrible. I pride myself on my Madden defense. Was it a back toss? <laughs> no, no. I run the uh, I run the Case Keenum offense in Madden. I just love the little like HB angle. Like that's like my favorite Ooh. play. Ooh. Te- Texas, the Texas. They called the play Texas, where the tight end yeah. goes on a streak, yeah. and then you have the halfback. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the like halfback screens, the HB angles, the like little curl routes or quick slants. Like like I don't like. Because, like, to be, to be honest, like, I never really had the game. Like, I play it, but I never, like, owned the game and played it, like, all the time. So, it's, like, for me, like, I just never got good enough to, like, look at the secondary and then also make yeah. sure I get sacked. So, for yeah. me, I have a very good defense. I like to milk clock. And, like, I like I just try to win, like, the 14-10 games or, like, low scoring. Yeah. So, like, I just am like, I'm going to run Case Keenum and I'm literally just going to try to get three or four yards every time. And if I get four yards of play, I'm going to win the game. That's <laughs> my football coach told me that. Are you, yeah, are everybody you on Madden would hate you. No, they no, they literally hate you. Play no, no are one you, uh, play Madden against me. Are you, uh, you going to get the college football game, the NCAA game that comes out? Uh, I, w- I mean, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think my roommate has like a game station. Like, I don't. I don't have a an Xbox or a PlayStation. Oh, anything. Oh, bummer. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta get the NCA game. Video game guy, but uh, hey. I'll definitely hey. play. If they have it. Joe Burrow better be on the cover. I'm not buying it if they play. You play. know what I need to do? <laughs> I just NFL. need. To, I need to run simulations. What they like, haven't had in ten years. It definitely should be Joe Burrow. Who do? Who else would it be? Johnny. Like I'm gonna get 2K and just run game simulations, and then like whoever wins, that's who I'm betting on. What the fuck am I doing, bro? 
this is you're just discovering this they do this there's like a whole twitter page that does this like you can literally bet it on these betting exchanges you can bet like i see like madden sims all the time i'm like who the hell like where do you even watch the stream like you can literally like bet like right now you can go online and just bet like chargers minus three and a half and a madden sim and i'm like where is this coming from that would no, infuriate you, you, me. You, you use madden like you sim the eagles versus the chiefs and you do times, all your bets so, yeah. Yeah. You do all your bets based off of that. You're like, all right, who got the first touchdown? Oh, Miles Sanders, all right. Gatorade in the game. Have y'all seen some of these like props? I mean, like y'all think the props I gave were ridiculous? Like I'm gonna just call out a couple of these like absolutely ridiculous props. You can bet whether they're gonna sell over or under 120,000 beers in the stadium. Over. Well, what is it? Fifty-two thousand, right? Is that what? It, how how big is the stadium? I have no idea. 52 no, I, was a number I heard the other day. 70s. I, I'm gonna 70s? I'm gonna look at it. Capacity. Yeah, it's state 63, farm. 63,000. So basically 63, there's a person on average gets me the over for plus 130. Well, I mean you have like Yeah, well well you got to think does it count for the suite because the suite they buy obviously more than one a person they buy in packs for the suite. I mean, so it's, it's individual state, purchases. It's one of the, the state farm. Okay, that, I'm sorry. I forgot state farm. Do we know what NFL player is affiliated with state farm? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. If that, that's the one argument I'll take with the, the NFL rigging the, the championship, right? Not, not the fact, did you see all the stats, dude? All the stats are identical. Like all the wins, yards, all the. Yeah, a very even matchup. It it's, might be a blowout, to be honest. Like, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout. I hope it's a close game. I hope so too. I mean, it, it always would, seems like we I really can't would. take we can't take two football championship games that are blowouts this year. That would be okay, horrible. Cool. So no, no, this is my comment on that. The only and like David, I, we were kind of talking about like, oh, we got some really good semifinal games. The national championship is going to be a blowout. We were like spot on and like really credit to you for kind of, uh, you know. Hey, of, good one, David. Hey, good one. Love that. But the more I thought about it. If the college football playoff was seated correctly, and I, I, might, I might lose y'all on this one. Y'all might think I'm crazy. But if the college football playoff was seated correctly, we would have ended up with two semifinal blowouts and a national championship close game. Because in my opinion, if you really look at the teams and you look at everything, th this is where I'm going to lose y'all. Ohio State's better than Michigan. Michigan's just a bad matchup for Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. So if you go by which team's better, and not the matchup, it would have been Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU, which both would have been blowouts. And then you get the close Georgia, Ohio State national championship. So really the, the seeding was off, and that's why we got close semifinal games and a bad national championship. That that's my take on that one. Small slight tangent. But uh I don't think Ohio State is good in any facet. I hate Ohio State. I hate them too. They're completely they took our spot. you know. The only thing that's keeping them from being the most overrated team in college football is Notre Dame, you know? But And Michigan. No. And TCU. I mean, and we're really, I mean, I, I don't want to go there, but it's historically speaking, it's Texas A&M, but that's an argument. Fuck for off, them. it isn't. You know it's Michigan and Ohio State. It is I, not I, Texas A&M. I actually have a funny stat about that one. I think A&M, like, leads the, the country in don't most pre- He's in top tens and not finishing in the top wow. twenty-five at the end of the year. <laughs> like, I, no, I, there's a there's a cool stat about this. You know, you wanted to you wanted to go. It's there. not cool. It's not a cool stat. Yeah, can you pull it up? 
Please don't. We beat y'all, and you had a chance to make it in the playoffs, and we beat y'all in the last game of the season. Congratulations. You lost to, what did we finish this year? Three and 40? I don't even know. I think I'll finish five and seven, right? What, what, are, what, what is this stat? You don't want to hear it, David. He's, he's talking trash. About what? About Iraqis. We, we beat LSU. That's what I'm saying. We were closer to beating Alabama than y'all were. You're right, because we like won and y'all didn't win. <laughs> but then we beat y'all. <laughs> that was You're right. You beat us by more than we beat Bama and by more than Bama beat y'all. You're right. You're right. Therefore, therefore, we should have beat Bama. <laughs> if... Bro, he just dunked on you so hard. <laughs> he dunked so hard. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Well, two fans, uh, thank you, thank you for coming uh, once again. Uh, <laughs> you, just you know where to find us. That at? was so dodged a lot. He's like, "Yeah, you're right," because we beat him and all did. Oh man, that's funny. There, uh, I, I'm really upset. You know, I should have saved this. I, I, there's. Oh man, next time I, I'll, don't worry, I'll have it for you next time. Can you oh. send it to him in a in a group text, please? Fuck you, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I literally am so Desmond Howard got me so hyped this past year, and I was so upset. <laughs> we didn't live up to even close to the hype. I don't even want to talk about it, David. I'll get David going, and God knows we don't want, we don't want to do that. Why are we still late. talking about the past, bro? Damn, <laughs> we're already on to next season. It's about to be spring games and shit. Y'all over here talking about last season, bro? Yeah. <laughs> can't keep bringing up the uh, number one recruiting well, class okay, ever. This is, I don't know if this is the exact one. The last 11 times A&M's began the season in the top 10, they finished lower than their preseason ranking. That's one of them. That's got to be common, though. Like, maybe not 11 times common, but I feel like there's a lot of teams that definitely finish lower than their preseason LSU. ranking. Yeah, like LSU. You're right. Look, look, I will take a five and seven record over that corny ass recruiting video oh, your your bro. fucking coach was putting out before the season started. I will take that five and seven record and be cool any day of the week. You, sir, have to live with that corny ass going around in a circle with Brian Kelly. You, you do whatever the the hell he's doing. Whatever he's doing, you. Have to live with that. I don't. I get to sleep at night. That's true. And we actually got a really, really good education. You know, we paid for college, not for. All Brian Kelly does is win, man. He's won everywhere he's gone. Are you really? All I'm going to say. Are you really going to say that right now? He's won everywhere. You were just dogging on Notre Dame. How can you say that? Did Notre Dame win? He had five straight top 10 seasons at Notre Dame. Because they play nobody. Notre Dame's not a good program anymore. What? <laughs> Jesus. You 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 are blind. I love that. I'm blind. He won at Notre Dame. He's like the most winning his coach. Like, because like, he played nobody. He's scared. He's scared. Okay. I think David, I think David just left. <laughs> his iPad died. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, do we have any other prop bets or anything? We've been going for quite a while. I mean, that's mainly the ones. I'll have some of these, and I'll have some of the. I might in the article I'm going to write. I'll have some of these. I just think some of these, like 
this the shit that people come up with is like insane it's like will the price of ethereum go up during the super bowl like what <laughs> like i don't even know how people come up with this shit i wonder if it's like so at the start of the super bowl like the kickoff the price of ethereum is that at yeah. any point in time does it tick up or is it no, when no, it fin- when the game finishes it has to be higher than yeah. when it started what it is i think it's start and end i mean I feel like that's a pretty like uh, like you could you could rig that you could you could rig that it'd be a pretty massive rig but you could everybody rig buy that. or everybody sell everybody <laughs> buy and sell because <laughs> you'd be buying up when no one wants to pay you for it and then you sell when it's high and you cash on your bet bro it's a huge win massive risk but everybody don't make money right. Or you set it up where you get like everybody on Reddit to go with it, and when everybody oh, bring you back play the, the Wall Street Bros. Oh, I like this one penalty penalty for roughing the passer plus one twenty five. Oh. I feel like that one is good odds on that happening. Oh, easy one time. Like there's like how like they're definitely gonna give Mahomes a first down. Like and he'll be on the ground. Like you know he'll be chased around. They'll. I feel like roughing the passer is definitely gonna happen once. They'll get is it this- out early. It'll be like first second quarter and it won't yeah. be on down or something but that one I, I feel good i feel good potential there is this is this the bet placing face right here are you placing a bet right now is that what i'm witnessing like, like that's literally like they have like you know eight different tabs like on this website of like different things so i i literally have read like every bet like i have a long way to go like i'll look at some tonight i'll look at some tomorrow and just read every bet and then when i like find something because again like this is you know i'm kind of in my off season i already you know i have money to play with and saving the free play for basketball and stuff so you know like i just i'm like yeah you know this will be this will be interesting i never take like a non-ev bet in my opinion but i'll, I'll find some stuff to bet on <laughs> david you look like a fucking potato too i swear to god did your little head on that screen bro you look like a potato <laughs> oh like this crazy one will tom cruise parachute into the stadium and hand deliver the game ball to the referees yes at 25 to 1 like what yeah yeah bro, bro, put five bucks on that is tom cruise even gonna be in arizona bro he was just in dubai sitting on the top of that fucking tower dude there's no doubt if that's a bet i'm placing that bet dude i'm putting five dollars on that tom cruise is gonna parachute into the stadium bro cash cash no. five dollars I just put five bucks on that, bro. That's all I believe in Tom Cruise. Otherwise, he's gonna come after me for Scientology. Look, you want to Venmo that. me five bucks? I'll bet it right now for you. I might Venmo you five bucks for that, actually. <laughs> David, the, the the one of the funny ones, and we're almost wrapped up. One of the funny ones he just talked about was the price of Ethereum at the start of the game will be lower than at the end of the game, so it will rise throughout the game. And I was sitting there, and we just had a discussion about how we could possibly rig that. Like we we truly could. We could we could get the Wall Street Bros in on it. We can flood the market and then sell like an asshole when we're telling everybody to buy, and then it'll price will raise, and we sell and we cash on our bet and we win. That's that's this, that's fucking thinking right there. Dude. This this one's good. It's w- will the power go out during the Super Bowl? No, nah, that's <laughs> it happened no. in New Orleans. Like no, no shot. We got to bet one hundred fifty to one reverse odds to 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 bet on no. That's hilarious. <laughs> like just like crazy. Will the kicker hit the upright or crossbar? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. It has to. Well, damn, bro. We've been going for think, a couple hours now. Yeah, I think, well, you know, the first 45 minutes was the MJ-LeBron debate. So, you know. 
but it, it was fun, been... guys. This was uh, best of luck to everyone. It sounds like most people are on the Eagles. So for for the listeners at home, you know, I guess I guess that's your sign to take the Chiefs. I, I don't know. Hopefully not. Uh, but it'll be Why fun. We'll have a good time. That? Y'all enjoy the game, and uh, I guess for for the listeners, maybe I'll be back on for uh, for March Madness. That, that yeah, might be. Dude, fun. We'll bring you back on. Get some, some long shots for for the for the tournament and for the bracket. Go we twelve seeds. Twelve. We're gonna, we're gonna do the Super Bowl. We're gonna wrap up the Super Bowl, and then we're having on Mia, who's David's wife, and that's gonna be a fun one. That's the one I'm excited for that we're gonna have because I'm looking at his freaking dogs right now instead of his potato head. Nice, nice. But we appreciate your time, dude. I'm I'm excited. Um, to have you back on i'm glad you made the time and yeah we were gonna get on and debate the lebron thing but i'm glad i got your two cents on that because i was kind of curious like i mean i just i had a fire about me last night watching him score i was like i'm gonna get on the podcast tomorrow i hadn't been on the podcast in a week and a half and i'm gonna, I'm gonna make the the announcement the decision that lebron is the goat so but i'm glad you were at least not an mj like die on the hill mj guy which david yeah. you can vouch for me i've never been that guy right i was maybe at one point i was I'm a die on the hill tiger guy mm. and very anti Mike Trout, which was the conversation for another day. But yeah, uh, that's not a conversation for me. I'm not a baseball guy, unfortunately. Gotcha. But Alejandro is a big Dodgers fan, which is hilarious. So when baseball becomes relevant and when there's literally nothing going on in like July, that that's the time to, to talk baseball. Did you just throw up a gang sign, Alejandro? Is that what that was? Piss? No, it's, it's LA. Yeah, is this what y'all do in LA right here? No, it depends where you're from. You know, you could throw up LBC, you know, Santa Ana. There's different things, bro. But what, what are you doing there, man? You're throwing up all <laughs> kinds of hand signs. Hey, this guy's from the real hood, not no red brick two story house on the cul de sac. Real hood, throwing up gang signs. He lived down the street from me. <laughs> okay. All right, two fans. Uh, you went over to find us. You want to get on the Brett's best bets list, which believe me, you want to be on there because why do your own research when you can have an expert do it for you? Reach out to us, Twitter at Slice Devils Pod, Instagram at Slice Devils Podcast, or if you're lucky enough to be one of our friends, reach out to us and we'll get you added onto that list. So other than that, have fun watching the Super Bowl. Go birds, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>